Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. faces a choice. This is Battleground America. Here's Tara Servatius. Welcome to this edition of the Insane Things Podcast, where we wrap up the week that was by counting down insane things. Only things we've never seen before in the country or in the world. It's insane that I'm able to do this every week. But it also is reflective of the times we live in. Let's get started. Insane thing number six. We've never had a president this far gone. And if elections weren't this rigged, they couldn't trot him out in public. The mainstream media may have blacked out this clip of Joe Biden's speech I'm about to play for you, but X didn't. It trended again and again racking up millions of views because there's no way the audience could have understood what Joe Biden was saying. And yet they kept clapping and laughing in all the right places. Take a listen. By the way, it used to make beer brewed here. It is used to make the brew beer. Oh, Earth Rider, thanks for the Great Lakes. I wonder why. Is that a laugh track? Did they do that with AI? No one can figure it out. That's why everyone's so fascinated. And that wasn't the only one of those in that speech. It was incoherent in places. He's literally falling apart. Here's Todd Pyro of Fox News translating. Loosely translated, Uh that's, quote, the beer brewed here, it is used to make the beer, sorry, it is used to make the brewed (laughs) beer. That's straight Kamala Harris right there. That's Kamala Harris logic. Um, Now it continues, during is, define, oh, Earth Rider, thanks for the Great Lakes, (laughs) I wonder why, end quote. Yeah, just one of the videos got 3.7 million views on Twitter. I don't know about you, but I thank Great Earth Rider every day for the Blue Ridge Mountains because I love to hike. But, um, yeah, notice Carly Shimkins there says, wow, just one of those videos got 3.7 million views on Twitter. Yeah, mainstream media blacked that out and spent the week talking about Trump's cognitive decline. I can't imagine why they didn't want to talk about Biden's. That leads us straight to insane thing number five. I've been telling you for a year now, our elites will pick our nominees for us. We will not be allowed to self-select them. I even told you to watch the two Trojan horses a year ago, Nikki Haley and Tim Scott. One of them, because they are children of the Bush cabal, 
would be inserted on the Republican side and the Democrats would pick their nominee. And a lot of people are watching for that person to be Michelle Obama. Well, do you know what just broke? Inside scoop from Radar Online about how the Obamas, plural, not just Barack, are not happy with Joe Biden. They've had a falling out with him because they don't support him anymore. And as the scoop goes from insiders in the Obama camp, they're demanding he drop out now. So far, Joe is refusing. So it says, quote, Obama is letting David Axelrod, his longtime political advisor, be his public mouthpiece about Joe's incompetence and declining mental capacities. Now, listen to this. Meanwhile, he, Barack Obama, and Michelle are working behind the scenes to take him out. Okay, at this level, things like that don't just leak. That's planted. And look at the timing of it. Just as we know, as the Democrats know for certain that Donald Trump is going to be the nominee, they've got the one they want, the one they've loaded down with 91 fake felonies, 91 fake felony charges. The very week we know, hey, it's going to be Trump. They move to immediately drop the pretense that Joe Biden's going to be the nominee. They've peppered us with these polls. I love how our side all of a sudden is a huge defender of mainstream media polls. Oh, yeah, it's the gospel truth. Don't even question it. The mainstream media would never lie about Joe Biden being way behind Donald Trump. No, they wanted you to see Trump beating Biden, and they wanted you to see that he was the guy to do it. But they don't need that pretense anymore. Here's the truth about Joe Biden and Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton, too. Joe Biden is incredibly unpopular. His favorables are lower than Trump's. Trump could, in a fair race that didn't involve cheating, actually beat him. And Hillary Clinton was more disliked than Trump, too. But Trump is only slightly more liked than Joe Biden. Just about any Democrat you put up against Trump is going to have a huge favorability margin over him. They know that. And so they didn't want you to see those polls. They want you to see the polls with Trump comfortably beating Biden. Now that Trump is pretty much locked in as the nominee, they can drop all those pretenses and begin the maneuvering. The audience for this, Michelle and Barack Obama, getting Joe out of the picture, you're not the intended audience, okay? This is to begin to get the Democrats ready for the replacement of Joe on the ballot in August. Why August? That's when Democrats have their nominating convention. Ours is the month before. So they want to make sure Trump is good and locked in before they replace Joe. And, I, you know, I've heard Michelle Obama, Michelle, but I've always kind of rolled my eyes and not been too sure about that. But the way that this is written, y'all, tells you everything. It's not Brock this, Brock that, Brock this, Brock that. It's Barack and Michelle. Brock and Michelle. Michelle is worried. Michelle is scared. Michelle wants to save the country from, you know, freedom, prosperity, and, uh, you know, personal freedom. I mean, that's what we really know, but that's what she's trying to save the country from. They're afraid of those things. Meanwhile, he and Michelle are working behind the scenes to take him out. That is absolutely planned, getting the Democrats ready for, honestly, what will be a really traumatic event to see a president replaced like that by his party, you don't see that much. So they want to make it very routine and accepted with their sheeple by the time they do it in August, which is exactly what I've been telling you, predicting for months, which leads us to insane thing number three. Another prediction I've been making to you, as I said in the beginning of the podcast, for almost a year here, you will see either Tim Scott or Nikki Haley or both 
advanced into the number two position. I know them well. I've watched them for over a decade here in South Carolina. They come out of the Bush fundraising cabal. The Bushes are working with the Democrats to take back, to give the Bushes back control of the Republican Party and keep to the open borders agenda. And if you watch them, they come out of the Lindsey Graham political machine here in South Carolina. That political machine organizes Democrats to get out the vote for Bush-approved candidates. And when I say Bush, what I mean is they share the fundraising base. The machine here is like something at a Tammany Hall. Nobody gets through it in the state of South Carolina without being supported by the Bushes and Bush money killing off all of their opponents. And the kingmaker in this state is Lindsey Graham. So when you've got a candidate coming out of South Carolina, if they have managed to win statewide, they are pretty much hand-selected by Lindsey Graham and funded by the Bushes. The Democrats are desperately trying to get the party out of the hands of MAGA and the MAGA movement and back safely in the hands of the Bushes where it was for 20 years of American destruction and open borders. So they're working together. You got to understand that. So feeling like everything is where they want it. Trump is in the number one position. He's going to be the nominee. He's weighed down by 91 felony charges. They feel like they're going to get a conviction. And by the way, you know who said they're going to get a conviction this week? This gave me chills. Trump's attorney, Joe Tacopina. Joe Tacopina quit the Trump defense team just last week. He's been working on all four of these felony cases. Here's what he said this week. When asked, is it possible Trump gets convicted and maybe even sentenced before the election? Oh, is it possible? Absolutely. You have a jury of 12 who's going to ultimately decide this. Uh, look, a grand jury voted to indict, and, and he's going to have to face a jury in Washington. Four State. grand jury. Yeah, four. So what does that mean? The Democrats are already assuming they got him. They got him convicted, and they have moved on to picking his replacement or trying real hard to do that. Her name is Nikki Haley. And have you ever had any doubt this week that her strategy, which strangely she hasn't hidden, is just to get the Democrats to infiltrate our primaries and vote for her? Well, here you go. Chris Sununu, the liberal Republican governor of New Hampshire, who has endorsed her, just did a radio interview in which he bragged about how South Carolina is the next primary. And South Carolina is even more of an open primary than New Hampshire. What does that mean? Democrats can easily vote in our primary. And he, well, I'll read it, what he said. It's pretty much a flat-out admission that she's a Democrat and they're counting on Democrats to get her over the line. Sununu did an interview on a New Hampshire radio show in which he said, look, Nikki Haley's going to do great in South Carolina because South Carolina's primary is even more open to Democrats voting um, than New Hampshire's. Quote, in South Carolina, if you're a Democrat, you can just walk in the door and vote. So there's a lot of opportunity there, he said, for Nikki Haley in the South Carolina primary. They're not even hiding it. That's why if you're one of my South Carolina listeners, you have got to go to the polls and vote. We need to humiliate this woman in South Carolina so that she can't claim the mantle if they send Trump to prison before the election. And then just generally, if they send him to prison, either the actual mantle in terms of as being our nominee, because she could say, hey, look, I got 43 percent in New Hampshire. If she does that well in South Carolina and Trump goes to prison, she'll say, hey, listen, DeSantis only got 20 percent. I'm the heir apparent. And she will be. This is a bid by the Democrats 
and the globalists and the GOP leadership who are secretly Democrats to control who the nominee is and push a person, Nikki Haley or Tim Scott, he could still step in there too if Trump picks him as VP to get him in there. Um, And look, those reports this week that fundraisers are abandoning her were premature. New York Post reporting she's got a dozen fundraisers slated before the South Carolina primary. All billionaire globalists, Leonard Stern, Cliff Asnes, Stanley Druckenmiller, Ken Langone, Harry Kravis. I mean, it's like a who's who of open borders globalists. Tim Draper, they're not even hiding it. And that's their strategy. That is what the tens of millions of dollars that Democrats have raised for her is for, to get an unprecedented turnout in the Republican primary by Democrats. Another thing we've never seen before, uh, in the exit polling, for the first time in an American primary ever, a majority of the voters in the New Hampshire primary all weren't Republicans. And it was a Republican primary. Imagine that. A majority of the voters in a Republican primary aren't Republicans. That's how infiltrated this thing was by liberals and Democrats. That took millions of dollars organizing them, busing them. I mean, this was a massive effort by the Democrats. They haven't invested a small amount of money in her. So keep your eye on that. Insane thing? No. Actually, we'll get to that in just a second. I want to tell you about my friends at Common Sense Retirement Planning. You ever hear about people dying climbing Mount Everest? You know, most people die on the way down, not the way up. Because people know people die on Everest, and so they really get the skill set for going up. They really prepare. They don't think as much about coming down, figuring if I got up, I could come down, and they die on the way down. Yep, and it's just like that with investing. People really sharpen the skills they need in the accumulation phase, but the decumulation phase, yep, that's where they found her, just like the people coming down Everest, but you don't have to because the guys at Common Sense Retirement Planning will help you get a guaranteed income for life with no market risk. If you're in retirement or heading into it, you need to sit down with them. Go to csrp.info. That's csrp.info. One more time, csrp.info. Okay, insane thing number three. What's going on in Texas? To me, it's insane that we're finally fighting back Um, When we are, as Ted Cruz said, I kid you not, 9 million illegal immigrants into this thing since Joe Biden started. So that's six, almost seven million he's let in and two million and some change gotaways. Unbefreaking-leavable. But finally, the Republicans get off their butt. At least we're doing it. And in a unified way with 25 governors backing Abbott. But what actually happened here? It's kind of confusing. They keep saying he's defying the Supreme Court, but that's actually not quite true. Here's what happened. An appeals court ruled that Joe Biden and his Border Patrol couldn't cut through any more concertina wire that had been put up along a critical 30-mile stretch of the border. The wire was on private property. And as Ken Paxton explained, that's not the only section they're doing this in. They'd become so bold that Joe Biden and the Department of Homeland Security was sending Border Patrol onto people's private property who had either put up their own fences or they had allowed Texas to put up fencing on their own private property and they're just ripping it down. Sometimes they even come on people's property with bulldozers. So this isn't federal property. This is private property, which is what makes this 
so outrageous. They are traipsing over private property to help the illegals come into the country. So a federal court had said, until we decide this case, no, Biden can't ask the Border Patrol to cut through Texas's concertina wire anymore. They can't go cutting down these fences. And so Biden freaked out, panicked, because Democrats don't like to be separated from their illegal immigrant future voters. And so they went to court and the Supreme Court struck down um, that ruling by the lower court saying, hey, until we decide this case, um, then until this case is decided, I should say, hey, you're going to you can't cut through the concertina wire. You have to leave it there. That's all that's happened. Supreme Court didn't make a ruling when they did it. In other words, there's no rules. All they did was boom, strike it down in a five four. There was nothing else. So theoretically, Amy Coney Barrett could reverse herself. I don't think John Roberts will. It was a five four vote. He's a Bush appointee. Their religion is open borders. It's literally religion with these people. They're absolutely nuts. So I don't think he's going to reverse himself. But Amy Coney Barrett watching this go on, that's a lot of pressure on her. And that's a good thing. I mean, the, the keeping on this moment, she likes to be active in her community. She likes to take her kids places. She's going to have to deal with the derision of people if she goes through with this on both sides. And there's a lot more of us. So it's really good this is happening. Again, the Supreme Court could decide never to take this up or they could take it up and rule for Texas. I mean, there's a lot of things that could happen because really this ruling is part of several lawsuits that Texas has right now. There's about four they've got going that all deal with similar things, trying to stop the Border Patrol from teaming up with the invaders to attack the country. So we'll see how it all goes. But nobody captured the outrage of it all better this week than Marco Rubio and Ari Fleischer. Marco Rubio in a tweet pointed out Quote, members of Congress who demanded the National Guard come to D.C. to protect them after January 6th now demand Biden stop Texas from using the National Guard to protect Texas. Ari Fleischer, former White House press secretary, put it this way. And think about think about simply, why is it legal for sanctuary cities to defy the federal government to let illegal immigrants in? But it's not legal for Texas to defy the federal government to keep illegal immigrants out. It makes no sense. So what Abbott has actually been doing doesn't defy the Supreme Court order. He's been mocking Biden by putting up more of the concertina wire, videoing it, photographing it, and then tweeting it out. Basically daring Joe Biden to do something. About the only thing Joe Biden can do right now is nationalize the Texas National Guard. Normally, that takes the approval of the governor, though. He's not going to get it. So he's got one other path. The Democrats want him to use the Insurrection Act. The only way that that can happen is in an invasion that president does have through the Insurrection Act. Extraordinary powers, but only in an invasion. But the powers are supposed to be used to repel the invasion. Again, because you can only use the Insurrection Act. The president can only use it directly himself to federalize the state guard for a war or an invasion. This would be to nationalize the guard to aid an invasion because you'd be on the side of the invaders against America. So, I mean, I don't can't imagine what the court case on this would be like or watching Joe Biden actually argue it, his people anyway, in court. We want to work with the invaders 
to take down the country. So we're nationalizing, we're federalizing the state guard. You can see why Abbott is just licking his lips over this. Uh, because this just doesn't go well for Joe, no matter what he does. And it shows you what thugs the Democrats are. They like, we don't care what it looks like. We want to help the invaders. So, folks, just think about this pullback from right versus left, Republican versus Democrat, and even 2024 for a moment. And go back and try to explain to your ancestors 100 years ago that one day we would have a president who would be so traitorous to the country that he would join with the invaders to help them invade rather than repelling them. He would hate the country and Americans so much. He would do that. They would look at that and say, oh, my God, he must be a madman. Well, I mean, that's how they look at it. If you knew what, 100 years in, in, in the future, that would happen, that we would be invaded by invading force, including China. I mean, 22,000 military age men coming through every month now, literally that's what Joe's doing. These are crazy times. Don't underestimate the historical aspect of this. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Number two, I'm just going to hit on briefly, because it gives us a hint at what's coming if we lose this election, either to Joe Biden or some other Democrat. For the first time ever, the New York Times reported, Joe Biden is going to try to shut down a $10 billion natural gas um, drilling site, $10 billion, using as one factor in the permitting process, the environment. That's never been done before. The company's already spent millions on the permitting process and the problem is if joe did this shut this one down that's in you know in the permitting stage there's 16 others that by this criteria would have to be shut down too a lot of the natural gas is the natural gas that we sell for a great amount of profit um to europe so that would absolutely put putin in the driver's seat which i think the bidens were paid for i think they just use global warming as the cover I mean, think about it. The second biggest donor to the Bidens, $40 million that we know of, paid by Putin-allied oligarch Yurina, Yelena Baterina to Rosemont Seneca. So it goes from Baterina to Rosemont Seneca, $40 million. It's for real estate consulting purposes, they, they say. Um, but here's the thing. When the UK Daily Mail contacted her brother, He's her spokesperson. And I was like, what were you buying? Hunter Biden doesn't have real estate experience. And they said they were buying access. $40 million. And just hand it over to Joe. They never remember found a single damn nickel that Trump had taken from Russia, uh, despite 36 
FBI agents looking into it during the Mueller probe. And no one cares that Joe took the money. Well, who does this benefit? Russia. Again, an honest investigator would follow the money. But we don't have any of those in America. But folks, this just shows us what's coming. Remember on the first day, uh, Joe Biden shut down the Keystone Pipeline. It was devastating to thousands of people who depended on it directly or indirectly for their jobs. Folks, they're going to shut down a lot of the natural gas industry if they get reelected. I mean, it's going to go full dictatorship. We're not going to see any more natural gas. Uh, none of the 17 facilities that are in permitting right, permitting right now come online. It's going to be devastating for this country. But great for Russia, man. Russia's going to be in the cash. And I'm sure Hunter Biden will be, too, if he's not in prison by then. Insane thing, number one, this letter from the FBI. And there's one particular stat in here that is really mind-boggling. This letter from 10 former directors and assistant directors of the Federal Bureau of Investigation to the heads of the House and the Senate. And they're warning, we are seeing an invasion of this country that is unprecedented and extremely dangerous. The threat we call out today, they write, is new and unfamiliar. In its modern history, the U.S. has never suffered an invasion of the homeland, and yet one is unfolding now. Listen to this. Military-aged men from across the globe, many from countries or regions not friendly to the U.S., are landing in waves on our soil by the thousands. They write it would be difficult to overstate the danger represented by the presence inside our borders of what is comparatively a multi-division army of young single adult males from hostile nations and regions whose background, intent, or allegiance is completely unknown. They say they are buried within a shockingly high estimate of gotaways. Now listen to this. This is the mind-boggler, the insane thing. Good God, our ancestors couldn't have imagined this in this country. In 2021, these 10 FBI uh, directors, right, and assistant directors in 2021 the demographics of those crossing the poorest southern border began to shift young men from around the world traveling alone holding questionable motivations dramatically increased in number to become the most common profile of those breaching the nation's borders wow a startling number have been found on the terror watch list or from countries designated as state sponsors of terror directly uh, distinctly unfriendly to the United States. This is particularly alarming, they write, in light of the Hamas terror attack on Israel last October 7th, and they say we surely will see one of these given what is in our country now. Yet despite this, no less than three American presidents, I'm still not over this, George Bush, Barack Obama, and Bill Clinton this week announced they are getting into the illegal human trafficking business, that they are launching a charity it's already in existence but they're going to use it for this to raise money to fly illegal immigrants on planes further into the interior of the u.s let that sink in they're doing this to provide cover for joe biden hey look he might be breaking the law but look we are too and this is the country is in dire risk of a terror attack and, and just general upheaval. I see, I've never seen anything like it. They should go to prison, not another fundraising charity. But these are the times we live in. But you know what, folks? Abbott fighting back is the most devastating thing that's happened to Democrats in a long time. You could tell how bad it is 
Because if you look this morning at the front page of the New York Times and the Washington Post, it's completely devoid of coverage of what is going on in Texas. It's as if Texas doesn't even exist because they don't want their sheeple to know. And they don't want their sheeple to know because incredibly, for the first time in over a year, inflation slash the economy this week was displaced as the number one concern of all voters with immigration. And it wasn't even close. It was by 11 points with get this majorities of Democrats and Republicans listing it as the biggest issue. So this is this is hurting them. They've never seen a backlash like what Abbott is doing. This really threatens their ability to continue bringing their armies in. Pray it's enough. Battleground America with Tara Servatius. Please subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Share with friends, family, and other free thinkers. Thanks for listening. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.